You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. Yeah, man. Did you miss me last week? Not even a little bit. Jordan and I were great without you. I, I was watching, and you guys are A-OK, so I'll, I'm happy taking off a week here or there. You're leading this week, man. I'm leading. You got, you got your opportunity to roll. All right. Well, here, here's the story. I, I want to talk about last-minute bookings because it seems to be the norm now. Like, you know, people are feeling safe again. They're starting to have parties, or maybe they're not feeling safe, and they're waiting and waiting and waiting, and then they get to this, like, crossroad of maybe I need a book. And, um, I mean, we're recording this now in December. December 14th is our, our recording date. And we have, in the last couple of weeks, booked parties for this coming January, only, you know, three or four weeks up the road. We booked parties for February and March. Now, maybe in, in other worlds that might seem normal, but in the Mitzvah world, that's crazy. Like, we're so used to booking a year to two, sometimes even three years out. So to think about a month, two or three um, is wild. And that's what I want to talk about today. Yeah, so welcome to Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 93 titled Last Minute Planning. Mike Langer, Dylan Westman here from Explosive Entertainment. And uh, it, it is definitely something um, to be said that the normal used to be, and I'm like really getting tired of saying the new normal, but the normal used to be um, three years in advance, right? Two years in advance, especially to lock in like the talent that you're so sought after. Uh, you got your bar mitzvah date sometime in uh, you know third or fourth grade, and then you were ready to go for that seventh grade year. These days, it is definitely normal to be planning events within six months, three months. Um, and and for some families, it seems hectic, but for us, it's becoming a very regular thing. And I'm I'm happy about it. I'm definitely happy about it because we, we love to see uh, families excited to celebrate again. But it comes with its own challenges. So um, I, 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 want, I wanted to talk through this podcast of – the pros and the cons. And I think when we're done, we're probably going to find there's maybe more advantages than we would have thought to the last minute booking. And and the biggest disadvantage, I want to put it out there right in the beginning, is if you know there's a set talent, a set venue, a set photographer, something that you want, book it sooner than later because then you eliminate that risk of losing that, that one sole person or one sole place. But if you're an open-minded type of client, especially if you're booking an off-season, and maybe we need to even think about on and off-seasons because we already know there's certain dates in May and June of this coming year that we're just sold out. And and you know even if we wanted to take that booking, we couldn't. Uh, but January and February with March are slower months in the event world, at least in the Northeast. So booking last minute, A, it saves you money in a lot of cases because – all these vendors, ourselves included, are eager. You know, we look at a hole in the calendar and we're like, what, what are we going to do to fill this hole? So, you know, discounts come up much quicker. Yeah. Um, but besides cost-wise, you know, I think one of the biggest things is as a client, you make a decision, you stick with it. Um, compared to those parties that plan three years in advance, 
uh, I'm not going to say who, but Dylan, you, you could probably think of a person that we know mutually that I, I think we've been planning for three years. And this person has changed their theme three or four times already. We've changed the logo three or four times. And, you know, unbelievable amounts of hours of effort have just been tossed away. And I still don't know what the new theme is going to be or new logo. So I think there's something to be said about sticking with it, picking it and moving forward. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. So many great and, and amazing things happen when you're under the gun. Um, when you have only a short amount of time because you can't get it wrong. You have to just get it right. You have to make quick decisions. And you don't – you end up going with that feeling as opposed to, like, overanalyzing it. Like, for someone like me, I'm going to line up every single decision that has to be made and then work through every scenario. When you're planning on a short term and a short time, it, it makes it so much um, – easier to make and be excited about decisions um now there there is a plus and a minus so so when it comes to this obviously the talent idea but then also now you have a time you have time to think and do you want that time is that something that's good for you and knowing yourself is is going to be important like knowing you as a mitzvah mom or a mitzvah dad or a mitzvah grandma uh you know mitzvah bubby uh it it matters of what type of person you are so knowing your personality you may do better with a longer planning process. Um, but if you're the type of person who needs a lot of motivation, planning on a short term is going to be something that, that helps you stay on top of it. Right, right, right. Now, it's funny because we're talking about last minute. And, and maybe I'm going to derail here for a second. But there's things that we don't like that are last minute. And, and you know, I'll call it out. I had a party this past Sunday and I didn't get the montage until 1 a.m. Sunday morning. That to me is not good last minute planning. I mean, there were too many things that could have gone wrong. I literally Saturday, I was at another party and you know, the light bulb went off my head. I said, I still don't have tomorrow's montage. And here I am working a party, now worried about another party. And when I got home, I still didn't have it. And it wasn't until I woke up the following morning, I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. Thank God it worked. Um, so planning last minute is good, but don't wait to the very last minute on certain items too. And I mean, that could probably be a podcast topic in itself. So what, what I'm hearing is last minute isn't terrible for a lot of reasons. However, however, it's really, really, really valuable for you to make sure that the things that you know are going to be a problem for you, like montages, just hire someone to do it. So one of the things about last minute planning is you're either going to have a lot on your plate or spend some extra dollars to take it off of your plate. And I think that goes without saying that if you're not good at something, don't try to take it on yourself. If you already know that you're not technologically sound when it comes to creating montages, don't put that on your plate. You have other things you need to worry about in three or four months. You know, in, in the management world, they talk about delegating, you know, to be a successful manager. The same really applies for party planning. Unless you have the time and, and maybe even more than the time, you have the um, eagerness to do certain things and, and the interest. Why put all these things like making centerpieces or building montages on your own plate? You know, because how are you getting the centerpieces there? How are you getting the sign-in book there? You know, all of these things. There's a reason why there's professionals out there that do these services for you. Um, but Dylan, do you think that there's, you know, if I were to say to you, when is too short of a term? Like if somebody called right now and said, I'm planning a mitzvah in 30 days, can you pull it off? How would you answer okay. the question? 
Uh, the answer is yes. For, for us, as long as we have the availability, I think 30 days is, is a pretty decent amount of time to get a lot of um, a lot of things done. But one of two things has to happen for you. You either have to completely trust the professionals and answer their questions when they have them, or you have to be ready and willing to put in the time that it takes to plan that. Uh, it reminds me of uh, one of our favorite <laughs> families that we had last year, Leslie Hall. She called us with 45 days leading up to her virtual bar mitzvah. And that was a brand new product at the time. Like it, no one had done it. So there was a lot of questions from our side, but she was so attentive and so ready to answer the questions that we had that it made that 45 day planning period um, extremely smooth. And we laid out benchmarks of things that we need by certain times. So by 30 days, here's what I need. I need your logo. I need the Zoom link. I need the this. I need the that. Uh, by this date, I need the Wi-Fi password. And, and, and we had all these questions laid out and she was ready to answer them. Another family that we had that was last minute that was not like Leslie that um, wasn't ready to answer those questions basically gave us the full autonomy for their event. They said, we're planning an event in 45 days. Here's what we know. Anything we don't that we didn't give you, we don't know. Fill in the bank blanks, please. We have too much going on. And that was fine too. Right. But you had to trust the professional, and and we went into that knowing that that was you know, that that's the 30 day window for us as entertainers. That may, maybe now the question is, can an invitation person do invitations within 30 days? Probably not. You know, like to get them printed, proofed. Um, and then mailed 30 days doesn't work in that case, but why not do digital invites? Yeah, or, evites, or, yeah. You know, that's when you start uh, getting creative. Yep. <laughs> you do, you do evites. Um, where things are challenging is when you have to order things, you need to order materials, whether it be invitations or sweatshirts and swag. The minute you have to order something, it becomes challenging, especially now, especially now. Um, so you have to either consider one or two things. One, you may not have those items. You just may not have it. Or, or two, you may pay a lot more money than you would have otherwise because you have to rush it. Right. So supply chain is crazy right now. Or you might have to make uh, choices. All right. Instead of the black sweatshirts, they might have to be gray or, you know, so on and so forth. Um, now, I, I think that there's probably a misconception in the world of like, how early do we as vendors prepare for events? And, you know, maybe I'm going to let a cat out of the bag, but, you know, it's usually like two weeks out is when we start printing things and preparing. So if you gave us 30 days, it's not abnormal by any means. Now, a decorator has to get all different supplies and whatnot. Maybe they need some more time. But for the most part, you know, if they're doing, you know, balloons, flowers, I still believe, you know, 30 days works. Now, I'm not preaching on this podcast that people start planning mitzvahs 30 days out. That's totally not the plan here. But I think we're talking about an extreme. And the reality is if somebody wanted to plan three months out, you're perfectly fine. So um, I think it depends on the type of process uh, in a lot of cases. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely upfront with my families and say, listen, you're going to get a bunch of emails from me. Um, you know, 90 days, 45 days, 30 days, two weeks out um, of things to consider. But in most cases, when it comes to great entertainment and great entertainment companies who do this well, they can turn around your event, both with high quality staff, attention to detail and consistency 
they can do that within two weeks from a planning perspective, but that's if and only if you're available to continue to talk to them. If you're not, that's when we need to have those reminders. Um, I know that my family, I have a, I have a family who reached out to me for their um, end of February event. And I said, we are going to touch base the week after New Year. That's what we're going to start. And here are all the things that I want you to consider. Don't answer them now. I want you to consider this. I want you to consider that. I want you to look at our online planning portal. I want you to start thinking of songs that your kids like. But at the end of the day, we're going to go over it line by line together, closer to that three-week out marker. Where it gets challenging is when families want to do things that are super custom or super creative, especially around a theme. That takes time. It takes time to develop. It takes time to understand what the needs are from it. So if you're looking to do something custom or something like wow factor like, I think that there needs to be a little bit more time. What I tell my families is 45 days gives most vendors enough time to curate what they need if it's not a physical product, like sweatshirts, invitations, banners, things like that. But maybe you have a different thought. I think 40, I think the markers are 45, 30, two weeks, one week type of thing. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, you're you're hitting it home, but I think the size of the party is a big factor too and lately we've been seeing a lot of smaller events um and maybe it's, it's been a while since we talked about it too but since we started the the post-covid bar about mitzvahs what is important has changed you know the shift um so if you're a client that's like i don't really care about the decoration um i want it to look nice i want it to be fun but i'm not going to lose my mind over this for two years I need to put a party together in 30 or 45 or 60 days, then don't sweat, you know, the minute items, like what color Orbeez are going in a glass vase that's going to be, you know, on a table, uh, right. you know, things like that shouldn't matter. Uh, and, and, and they do, you know, the, the clients that are planning for two years, they're usually the ones that do care about those things and that have, the time to put to that attention to detail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it puts it in perspective and some of my favorite events, this, this, you know, run, um, you know, the last few months have been the ones where families realize what's important to them, having the right people in the venue, having the, the safety protocols in place, having the great vendors that matter. Um, those are the things that are important. Uh, everything after that is, is, is gravy is extra is fluff is icing. Um, you get a really good idea of what's important when you're planning under the gun like that. And I'm proud of the families who pull it off, who decide we're going to do this and we're going to do this now. Yeah. Um, it's you great. Know, Dylan, I'm thinking of a tip that I want to share. And it, it's that clients should almost survey their friends or family in advance if they're planning a last minute party to get an idea of um, realistic uh, attendance. I have this weird sunlight thing going on in my face here. Um, I, and I've seen a lot of last minute parties recently that the attendance was really weak and, and, you know, they planned last minute. They didn't have time to send out, save the dates. By the time they sent out the invitations, either people had other obligations or they just frankly didn't feel safe. So in that case, I'm going to say last minute planning is tricky, but 
maybe the word planning wasn't focused on enough. Like, you know, last minute producing of event is very doable, but did those families plan? Meaning, yeah. did they reach out to their their cousins, their out of state friends? Hey guys, if we do a party on such and such date, are you going to be able to come? Do you feel comfortable? Get an understanding because you know one thing I hate is when I hear families say, uh, you know, I guaranteed 150 people of the venue and only 75 are attending. Now we know we could throw a killer party with 75 people. In fact, this past weekend we had 50 at a party, and it was amazing. It was great. It was so much fun. I don't know yeah. what their minimum guarantee was, but I hate hearing you know that I guaranteed X and now I'm stuck with that bill. Um, so that that is a big tip, and and let's again stress the difference of last minute planning or last minute producing. It's two very different things. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, that's that, that's a great point. I, uh, it's it's so it's so hard um, because we never want families to feel like it can't be done. But there are certain things that are really important for for families that uh, that are going to be last minute that that need to make this, that, those tough decisions. So I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. It's a, it's a really 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 valuable point. Um, what do you, what have you seen? With these smaller events what are some of the challenges that come with 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 smaller guest counts because when you're doing a last minute planning you might have yourself pigeonholed into a smaller guest account <laughs> just because of availability so first and foremost the venue needs to be the right size you don't want to be lost in a massive room um or the vent if the venue is not the right size it needs to be transvertible you know like we put curtains to shrink up a space you, you know, again, catch 22 because you don't want to be on top of each other in the COVID world. But being in such a vast space is, is, is often problematic because it just doesn't look and feel like a party. So so there there is, you know, number one. Um, but number two is, is know the expectation. You know, the party this past Saturday or Sunday I'm referring to with 50 guests, it was a fun party. They had a great time. It was not an epic raging dance party, but that was by design. And no, you know, to answer your question, know what you're really going to get out of this. We had a lot of games. We had a lot of fun with the kids. The adults participated somewhat, but it was more of the adults hanging and it was more of a kid's party. And that family went into it with the mindset and said, guys, we want to have a kid's centric party. Don't focus on the adults. So, you know, I could think of a party about a month and a half ago that was problematic because their guest count was maybe a hundred in a room meant for 350 and they wanted an epic dance party and it, it just it was hard to get there. Um yeah, they 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 got lost in that venue. So now now what happens with a family who has a venue booked but knows that they're gonna have a smaller guest count? Because it's it's very unlikely that the opposite happens, where you have too small of a venue and too large of a guest count, because yeah. you go into it knowing what your high what your high um, your high count would look like. Funny that used to happen more often. You know, like I, I used to call it the snowball effect. Like you you just start adding things to your event and adding guests, and you'd snowball out of like, oh, let's add these games and let's add this station, and then my husband's work friends need to come and. Next thing you know, it would snowball out of out of control. <coughs> um, but to answer your question, 
what do you do? I think the first thing to do is you, you, you very openly, honestly, and early as, as early as you can speak with the venue about possible changes. Do you have a smaller room or do we have some way to shrink this space? Um, don't wait to the night before to call the venue. By then they've already ordered the food. You know, they've already prepared. They already staffed for, you know, what the expectation was. So, you know, you're, you're really putting them in a tough spot if you wait till last minute. I mean, at the end of the day, they're probably just going to say no. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, venues, venues, um, not in a bad way, but are some of the more, the least flexible of your vendors because there's food involved. Um, and, you know, for the most part, it's going to be your largest bill. So it makes it even more difficult to meet the meet. Well, the, the, the reality is that a venue is ordering the food a week before. They're staffing a week before. They're preparing several days before, you know they don't have that flexibility the night before to say, Hey, 30 guests dropped off our list at that point, you know, it's prepared. It may not be cooked, but it's prepared. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, be, be as early as you can with them, but maybe there's a smaller room or maybe they have lounge furniture they could bring in or pipe and drape to, you know, close off a section. Um, and, and that's a consideration. Those are the two, those are the two things that I, um, that I recommend. Um, an easy one is pipe and drape, but that can get expensive fast, especially because of the size of the room that you're trying to drape off. Um, pipe and drape can get expensive fast, but it's really, really easy to, to shrink a room. The other thing you do is lounge furniture. Um, one of the more simple ways to shrink a room with lounge furniture is by doing a, an assortment of high tops around the dance floor. Yep. All right. So you don't necessarily need like big couches and ottomans and all of the LED furniture. What what I'm saying is that stuff is all really good and that takes up a great big footprint. But let's say that you are, you already have centerpieces made, but you still need to fill the space. What I would do is back your tables off the dance floor a little bit, add in those high tops. And now people are going to be drawn towards your dance floor and make it fill, feel more filled, even if they're not dancing. And that's, right. that's a big deal. As you said that I was actually going to say the opposite. So this, this is why I love what we do here with Master Mitzvahs. But I was going to say, bring your tables closer to the dance floor to in, enclose the feel so you're not lost in this cavernous space, but put high tops, gift tables, maybe buffet tables in your main room behind it. Um, so, you know, when you're looking at the party, it looks tight and compact, but, you know, there's another layer behind it. and It just and shows that there's... There's no right way to do something. There's only the best way for your family in the room space. Yeah, so true. So, and, you know, the idea of cocktail hour needing to be in another room or if you're doing a buffet or food stations, you know, utilize that in the space to enclose. That that totally works if you're in a space that's too big. Yeah, I so, like it. So, this, so what, so, so. Here's the here's the shameless plug that we're going to continue to push. This is this is our agenda for the next uh, two months, but. If you're in the if you are in the process, especially in the New Jersey, Philadelphia, New York area, um, where you believe that you are either behind or want some fresh ideas for your uh, event in in the event planning process, well, it's time for our showcase coming up in the beginning of February, our Super Bowl showcase, um, where we are going to walk you through step by step on how to plan these things. We're going to show you all the new cool toys. We're going to show you some of the top talent that we have available. Uh, and most importantly, you get to see our faces and, and meet with us and talk talk shop a little bit uh, and let us explain some of these things to you and, and walk you through and hold your hand. Because 
at the end of the day, if you can feel comfortable with your vendors, 30 days, 60 days, or three years, it'll all feel like it can be done and done well. Absolutely. You kind of took the words out of my mouth. So we'll see you then February 13th at Super Bowl Sunday at Bridgewater Manor. Uh, that is our annual Super Bowl showcase. This is Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 93, talking about last-minute planning and last-minute production. Um, and this was a nice, quick, easy, and uh, fun one, Dill. Yeah, man. Nice and easy. So until we see you next time, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you real soon.